Welcome to Connection to the Cosmos with your host, me, Dr. Lisa Thompson, where I have out-of-this-world conversations with extraordinary people. And today, I have the amazing Shauna Fisher, who is an animal communicator, and we'll bring her on in just a moment, and I'll tell you all about her. But first, just want to make a few announcements. So if you are watching this on YouTube, make sure you like and subscribe. If you're watching, we would love comments. I'm happy to answer those. If you're watching here on Facebook, give us your comments, your love. And if you are listening on the podcast, thank you so much. And you can watch it live on the YouTube channel, Connection to the Cosmos with Dr. Lisa Thompson at any time if you want to see in person who I am speaking with. So a couple things. Also, my newest book, Connection to the Cosmos. Remembering Your Galactic Heritage and Embracing Your Oneness is officially launching August 30th. So we're almost there. I'm so excited. I am getting, I have a few people that have pre-read the book. Um, they're on my team and they are loving the information. So you can pre-order your author signed copy on my website, mysticmanta.com slash shop. And it's right there in the shopping cart. Also, my Connection to the Cosmos Oracle deck is available. 44 cards with a booklet. That's also in the shop. And my Galactic Retreat coming up October 13th to the 16th here in Waikoloa, Hawaii, where we're going to do a deep dive into enhancing your clairs, enhancing telepathy, remote viewing, and some of what Shauna and I are going to be talking about today of really communicating with other beings. And then if you're in Hawaii, definitely come on one of my big island UFO tours. Um, we see amazing stuff every time. The military night vision goggles are out of this world, truly. Okay, so I'm gonna bring Shauna on now. Hi, Shauna. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, so good to have you. So I'm going to tell people about you so you can just sit and enjoy listening to the wonderful things that you are. So Shauna Marie Fisher is a charismatic animal communicator based in Vancouver, Washington. From a young age, she felt connected to animals and found comfort in their presence. But it wasn't until a feisty and wise yellow lab named Luna came into her life that she realized her ability to receive their messages of love and guidance. Shauna's passion is helping humans deepen their connection with their animals. She lives with her Australian Shepherd Spaniel mix, Kulop. Is that how you say it? Kulop. It's a weird one, right? Yeah. Okay. Her Golden Retriever mix, Nugget, and her Tuxedo Cat, Mojo. She is also the author of the internationally best-selling book, Soulmate Dog, My Journey Home with Luna's Guiding Wisdom. You want to hold that up? Oh, so they yeah. I'd love to. Yes. Yes, beautiful, beautiful. Um, and so to learn more about her work, visit www.shaunamariefisher.com. So, so good to have you here, Shauna. I can't wait to start talking about communicating with beings that are not human. <laughs> but right. first, right? Um, first, something that I ask all of my guests is I would love to know um, what kind of household did you grow up in? Like, was it spiritual? Was it religious? How how did you come about getting into this? You know, right? right exactly. Like this this wacky, amazing world of communicating with animals, right? So when I was a kid, like I wasn't really 
like, you know, necessarily like spiritual or religious, but I didn't fit into like the kind of church thing. So with my grandparents, I used to go to church with them. Sometimes it was like a, a Presbyterian church and, you know, it was cool to connect with the people. And then I, um, would go to the little Bible part with the other kids. Right. And it was so interesting because I never fit with the other kids. I was like, well, wait a minute. Like, I don't get this concept. This doesn't make sense to me. This doesn't make sense. And I was like, wait, why, why is there all this judgment and all of this? Like, I didn't get that. Like I saw through more and I didn't see why they didn't see that. And it's not that it was a, you know, it was a bad thing because we all have our own truth. Right. But I never really, resonated with it. I was like, Oh no, it just doesn't make sense. You know? And it was just all about like, you have to fit into this certain mold. And I never really fit into that certain mold. Like I always had the connection with the animals and have always, you know, found comfort in them and like, Hey, I'm like, they get it. The animals get it. Right. So then when I was a teenager, I started to, um, get more of a close relationship with my dad's mom. And she was the one that was like spiritual. So I was like, oh, she was the one that opened me up to that. And I was like, yay, finally somebody gets it. And she gave me my first uh, taste into that world with Raymond Moody's book, Life After Life. Isn't that, I think that's what it's called, okay. Life After Life. And she kind of got me into all that spiritual stuff. And I was like, oh, this in reading about Edgar Casey and all of that. And it was so cool to be able to, finally feel like I was like finally in a place where it's like, Hey, somebody gets it. Cause I just didn't fit into that, you know, conforming kind of world, if that makes sense. And it was cool because my parents have always been, you know, open-minded, you know, they always try to be like, Oh, Hey, there's this and that, but you know, which, which it's cool. They embrace the fact that I, I think a little bit differently than most people do and that's okay. Yeah. Well, so, okay. So how, I mean, everyone has the ability, right, to communicate with animals. They just, you know, maybe don't realize that they do. But so tell me about how you realized that you were actually understanding these messages and talking back to them. Right, exactly. So yeah, so I always had it as a kid, but I didn't really realize it and didn't really get it, right? Like it's always just the animals were just, I could just feel like, oh, they make me feel better. And as I was kind of getting older, I was, you know, getting in tuned to more of that. I always been really intuitive and would pick up on things. And then, bam, right in my face, I got this. The book I wrote is about my yellow lab, Luna, right? She was the one that kind of really helped to open that up and help to discover that because it was through her I learned like, oh, okay, this is how I get the messages. And then I started to take classes. And then I had an experience, and this was when, when Luna was in my life because she was the one to help open this up for me. I had a dear friend, she's a psychic medium, and I was at one of her evening events. And she was just starting to describe her and her now husband's new cat. She's like, oh, yeah, we found this cat back here. And then I just started to describe the cat. I was like, oh, she's kind of smaller. She kind of looks like this. Her personality is just like this. And I was just doing it, not realizing what I was doing. And she had asked me, have you ever thought about studying animal communication? And I thought to myself, well, I'm always open-minded to that. But I'm like, what's that all about? That just sounds like, really? That just sounds like way out of this world. Like, how is that even possible? like Dr. Doolittle, what? So I just started to take all the classes I could and read. And then I realized like, oh my gosh, I've, I had this natural ability all my life. And it was with having Luna, I had that openness where before I didn't really have that openness. She really helped to 
opened up my heart because she was in my life at that time. So because we're always receiving messages from our pets, whether we realize it or not. So like if we're thinking in our head, like, okay, I'm going to go take, you know, Max for a walk. And we're thinking about going to grab the leash. Like Max is like maybe right here, like, hey, I want to go because they pick up on those things that we say and we don't say. They pick up on all of that. Yeah, well, so that so that would be a form of telepathy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's how the animals are communicating with each other, from what I can tell. I mean, yes. maybe you would know that better, but like, I have three cats and a dog, <laughs> and, and so you know, it's so funny when my cat Chana, she when we got Jax, she was so pissed. She did not like Jax. And she still gets highly annoyed by her brother. And sometimes they'll be sitting next to each other and she'll just be staring at him. And I'm like, ooh, I know she's telling him off because then he'll get up and he'll move. (laughs) (laughs) They're just so funny together. So (laughs) they are, they're they're in tune, right? And she just told me, she's like, he's the why factor of the house. She's like, why, why? She's like, why did we need him again? She's like, why, why, why is he here? Well, right. Yes. And, and actually speaking of taking classes and stuff. So how, how Jax came into my life, because I, I love dogs, but I'm a, I've always been a cat person um, because number one, they're easier. Like I can go on trips and like, it's easier to find people to take care of that. Or I can stay out later because a dog, you have to come home and make sure they're okay. Cats are much more independent. <laughs> and so, you know, with my busy lifestyle, I'm like, I don't want a dog. My family wanted a dog. But so I went to uh, my friend Lisa Holmes' psychic gallery one day. She's a psychic medium, animal communicator in Olympia. And in that, she's like, there's a dog that wants to be yours. And Skip was sitting next to me. And Skip is a total dog person. And I'm like, you're sure you're not skip. She's like, no, there's a dog that wants to be yours. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) So what happened was then I just started looking at rescue sites. And as soon as Jax's picture came up, I'm like, oh, there he is. (laughs) He came, he came to visit and it was like, he, um, he was at home day one and he is definitely a mama's boy. But so the cat, you know, the cats, though, they were just like, oh, what did you do? Why, mom? Why? <laughs> right? They're like, what's going on? They're like, hey, we're supposed to be your people. And they're like, wait, he's not, he's not in that zone. And what's interesting is he shows me that he's like, he balances between like the, the earth plane and like the plane that the cats are on. He's like, yeah, he's like, that's what I do. He's like, I'm like a, I zip in and out. I zip in and out. And he says, he's like, he just says he's like locked in with you too. He's like, I am locked in with you. And then he's showing me, he shows me, he's so funny because he shows me like in a, like a little surfing shirt and on a surfboard. He's like, I'm like the surfer cat. He's like, I'm like balanced. He's like, I keep everything balanced. Is like, if it's not balanced, then you know, like if I'll show you because something's off with me. So he's like, if something's off balance in the house, you'll see something off with me. He's like, I'm the balancer. He's like, I'm a good surfer too. He's like, I keep things, I keep things rocking stable here. He's so funny. I love it. Well, and when we first moved to Hawaii, we thought we were going to turn him into a surfer dog, a literal, like we were going to get him on like a boogie board or something. And then, and then we found out most of the beaches don't allow dogs on, 
on them. They're not oh, dogs. No. Mostly just, I think for cleanliness, you know, cause some people don't necessarily pick up out there, yeah. but there are a few beaches, but there are more of the tide pool, like gentle beaches. So he's not a surfer dog in physical reality. So it's good to know he's a surfer, like in his um, spiritual capacity. He's <laughs> <Yes. Yes. laughs> like, yes, I am. <laughs> well, I would love to know like how, how it worked for you to communicate with Luna. Like how, how did that, like, what's the process or, or how would you, would you see the images in your head? Would you hear things? Like, how does that work for you? I love that. So it comes, there's many different ways that messages come through. And one of the ways that this is the strongest for me is like one of the ones that I think is the hardest. Cause you're like, wait, where did that come from? So that's the, the clear cognizance where it's just like, I get these downloads in my head and I'm just like, have these words that come to me and just this knowing where it's like, Hey, there, there, there's this and there's that. So that's my strongest way. And it's like Luna really helped to be like, Hey, like I'll show you this and I'll help you with figuring this out and figuring this out. So that's my strongest way is that clear cognizance. Sometimes I get like a, like a feeling, a sensation in my body. If I'm working with a client, they're like, Oh, my right leg is bothering me. And it's their right leg. Or sometimes there was this dog I was talking to one time and I was going in person and my GPS was going crazy. Like I was like lost and I was like late and I was so flustered. And I was like, I, cause I was like to be early. And it was interesting because it was related to the dog's frustration that they were having. Right. So it's yeah. interesting. So there's that. Um, sometimes they show me pictures of their, of their favorite things or like, Hey, I like to go here. Or sometimes they show me a taste of something. So I'll have like a taste of something in my mouth and I'm like, Oh wait, like I don't like sardines what or lamb's lung or whatever it is. And they're showing me, they're like, Oh, that's so good. Cause they want to show their people. So it's really interesting. So sometimes, you know, the clients I work with, sometimes the way they communicate is the way their people communicate the best. So they really kind of, you know, sometimes maybe those messages come through stronger that way, but always my strongest is that clear cognizance, that knowing, and everybody really has that ability. And what I invite people to do, like if they want to kind of start practicing with animal communication is write down just whatever comes to you. Or if you're practicing that first thought when you're working with your animals, if you're like, Hey, I want to know what Jax is thinking, like, look at Jax and be like, Hey, what are you thinking? And that first thing that pops into your head is, is usually the one, even if it sounds wacky and crazy, because it's those ones that are the, the ones that are like the strongest. I had this uh, cat one time. These people were like health nuts. They were like really, really, really healthy. So this cat was telling me, I miss the Cheeto treats. I really want some Cheeto treats. And I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, your people do not feed you Cheetos. And the cat just kept telling me, no, Cheeto treats, Cheeto treats. I was like, okay, fine. I'm going to tell your people, do you want Cheeto treats? And I told them, they're like, oh yeah, there's these Stella and Chewy treats and they're kind of like a puffy Cheeto and he hasn't had them in a while. So it's, so it's like, so it's like sometimes the way that they communicate things is like a little bit different than how we perceive it. Right. So it's always that like perception. Sometimes it's a little bit different than how we perceive it. Yeah. I love that. Well, and okay. So let's talk about that a little bit because so animals, I mean, they are really like, you know, a lot of people don't think they're as like intelligent as us, but they really are 
beyond, like they can see things, they can hear things, they communicate differently, like the higher dimensional beings that I work with. And so I would love to know your experience. Okay, so the cats, because <laughs> we've had, we've had April on and cats are truly like galactic, right? Yes. They, I mean, April had some funny stories about, um, you know, the cat coming through the portal and like being full in like transmission. And so I would love to know what your, um, with cats, we'll start there, what your yeah. experience with cats is. <laughs> I love that. Well, cats, like I love cats. Like the energy of a cat is so different, right? Because they're just so independent and they're just, this is how it is. That's what I love about cats are like, this is how it is, right? They just are like, out with it. They're like, Hey, if I'm a jerk about it, like, it's okay. Like, that's just a cat. Like they don't care. They're like, I'm going to be who I am. But then a lot of the cats who I've worked with, they do like, I've actually had some tell me like, I come from this intergalactic realm. Like I'm like from, you know, this like Palladian or whatever it, you know, maybe I've had some experiences where I've had cats tell me like, I'm from this like intergalactic dimension. And, you know, my cat, like sometimes he'll just like look at the wall and I'm like, what are you looking at? He's like, don't worry. Like, it's like, I'm just doing my downloading thing. So cats, like I just have seen that experience too firsthand where they're like downloading information, right? They have that like intergalacticness, right? Cause they're connected to that. Cats are like not always connected to the earth plane. Like they're connected to those like higher frequencies. And yeah. those higher vibrations is what what uh, cats are connected to. And then horses, that's interesting. So horses are more grounded and they're connected to kind of like the earth plane. Mm. They're very like grounded from my experience. And then dogs, they're kind of like somewhere in the middle. They're like, hey, I'm down here, but then I'm up here. So they kind of like flip back and forth. Like what Jax is showing me he does, he flips yeah. back and forth. But the cats, like if you want to have like, a, this just came to me just now as we're on. Because you want to have like a kind of galactic experience of tuning into kind of other dimensions. Just if you have a cat, sit with your cat and just say, okay, like take me to like the land of your people. Because they come from like truly like a different, a different dimension. They really do. They come from just a different, uh, a different dimension, you know. And some yeah. of them are really like in it and feel it. And other ones are like, no, I'm more an earthly cat. But a lot of them, you know, depending on their people they have that like higher frequency vibration yeah i love that well and so okay so my the two that i've had the longest bindi and chana that we moved here so bindi from day one we always called her space kitty because she it was like this is her first time being a cat i feel like or or some kind of incarnation here because she just was totally different than any cat i've ever had where chana has this like regal queen presence and we used to call her gargoyle <laughs> too because she would in, in olympia we had this loft and when we got jack she would sit up at the loft and just look down like a gargoyle like she was protecting like judging <laughs> what was going on but she's much happier being here in hawaii from what oh. i like oh oh yeah she's like having me want to raise my hands like this she's like oh. 
She says, like, she's showing me, Chana is saying, I can breathe here because what she's showing me, it's really cool. She's showing me the waters and the tides of the waters and the people in the water and the beings and the presence in the water. She says, I connect with that is what Chana is saying. She's like, this is like my land because she says it's like sacred ancient land. And she's showing me like many, 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 many times that she's like incarnate. She's like, this isn't my first radio. I'm not fresh. She's like, Bindi, boop, boop, boop. She's fresh. But she's like, I got some experience. She's like, Bindi, let me take charge. She's like, let me take charge. Yeah. And of that, so she's showing me. She's like, yeah, I'm connected to it here. She's like, oh, she's like, she's like having me twiddle my fingers. She's like, it was so boring in Olympia. She's like, come on. She's like, let's go. And she's like, yep, mom and I are doing our thing now. Cause she's showing me she has that connection with you where she like helps. She's like, she wants you to do like a, a thing with her, like channeling with Chana, like channeling with Chana. So, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, so there you go. like a card deck and maybe like a little book or something. She just showed me. She's like, yeah. Cause she says, she's like, I'm your biggest helper. She's like, no, 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 not you, Jackson. She's like, literally show me her putting her paw on him. She's like, no, no, no. I'm the biggest helper for her work. Thank you. <laughs> well, what's funny is like, um, my, the cats are rescue cats as well, but they, we got them when they were little from the, so Bindi was a baby. Chana was almost a year old. But they're like immediately, I wasn't going to get a cat. I was just going to let the kids get two kittens, one each. But then I saw Chana and she wasn't part of that litter. She was totally different. And I'm like, oh my God, I have to have that cat. And so, you know, kind of like Jax, it's like, I, she was my cat from day one for sure. And, and he's kind of everyone's cat. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like when you know, you know, and I just got chills because it's like they, they, they pick us like they, you just know, it's like, you know, Chana says, I help you with that high stuff there. And Jack says, I help to keep you balanced. He's like, he's like, I helped you to be like, okay, like, let's take a breath. He says, he says, I help you to take a breath. So. <laughs> well, I love it. Well, and one of the other um, experiences that um, someone that was in a psychic class with me, we were, so we were practicing animal communication as part of this class that I was taking with Lisa home. And, you know, we only did it for like three weeks, but we were practicing with each other's pets. And so, um, what Emily in the class, what she got, um, from Chana was that, um, she had, we were in some kind of like yogi like I was a yogi in India and she was the cat of that um whatever ashram or whatever that was so she's like been gathering all this like earthly wisdom <laughs> for a very long time so she does she does have the wisdom of that Yes, I love that. And she says, oh, as you're talking, she says, you have that wisdom too. She showed me like all these boxes to unlock. It's like, there's like these boxes. It's like boxes, 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 but like not like typical boxes. Like you open them and it's like a tomb. Like there's just wisdom in these boxes. Okay. Well, I love that. Well, so, so we've talked about the energy of cats, horses, and dogs. So are there other kinds of animals that people have had you communicate with for yeah. that? Oh, my gosh. One of the coolest ones I uh, I communicated with. So I communicated with um, 
a hamster. I communicate uh, with this hamster from time to time, which is really cool. And then I actually communicated with somebody's snake recently. So their, their snake was lost, right? And so I helped them to, to find their snake. And it's interesting because the snake just kept telling me, I'm like right underneath their nose. I'm right underneath their nose. And their snake was like in like a area kind of like of their attic of their of their house and they were able to to find their snake and that was really really cool so and i've communicated with wildlife that i see too and like i love it when we can communicate and be in sync with wildlife right because they have so many messages and, and what i love to invite people to do is tune into what that message is from that being at that moment right because there's the you know, like crow usually means this or squirrel means this, but look at like what it means to you because they're always whispering stuff that we need to hear. And it may not be what you think that it is. So that's, I feel like that's the thing that animals always remind us of is, right, is like to think outside of the box and be present in the moment, be present in the moment. That, yes, <laughs> for sure. And I mean, like you, I grew up just, I, I felt more comfortable with animals than I did people. And I, you know, I just always had to have them and I studied them. I was obsessed with them and became a zoologist, marine biologist because of that, you know, deep connection with the animals. And so I love um, being aware of the signs from the universe and the way that animals come to me, because that is one of the ways that I pay attention to those messages is through the animals showing up in my space, especially when they come multiple times. Right, exactly. And what I love is like how they come. It doesn't have to be like in a physical form. You can see like a picture of an animal like that or a commercial. And it's interesting. So as you're talking about how you used to be a marine biologist, I see like an image of this dolphin and their spout and then like a whale. And they're like, hey, they're like, come on. They're like, do a swimming adventure and teach people with us to have their their dancing and their music and to heighten joy. Like they just showed me like they want you to do something with that because they said to connect the, the below to above, to connect the below to above. Well, and they we used to be able to do the swimming with the dolphins out in the wild. And the dolphin, they're free reign, you know, but there were some tour companies that I guess were seen as harassing the dolphins. And so now they have banned it. Oh. Yeah. So, but there are, there are time or places where if you're there at a specific time out in the water, they may come in, but if, but you could still get in trouble if you're too close to them, which is really unfortunate because they are like, they know what they're doing. They're so intelligent. Exactly. And they're like, I feel like as you're talking, like the, I feel like the dolphin is showing me like I'm in a cage. I feel trapped now because my mission is to help to bring them joy and to help them to see that connection, right? And I, I kind of maybe have a different take than some animal communicators do, but I feel like even, you know, the animals in zoos and stuff, it's like their mission is yeah. to show us, like to lighten us up and to show us to be like, the way to show us certain things and it's like the dolphins i can feel sadness from them they're like call us in because we want to be there it's like oh and um, i really appreciate what you just said about zoos and aquariums because my experience has been the same as yours because 
I mean, when I was growing up, I lived in Oklahoma until I was 13. So I was landlocked and, you know, we weren't traveling around. There aren't that many interesting animals in Oklahoma out in the wild. <laughs> so my my obsession with animals, my my favorite thing to do was go to the zoo um, to see the animals and be with them. And I even got to take zoo classes, the behind the scenes zoo classes and then going to the aquarium. And even I know a lot of people have some charge on captive animals, but in the work that I, I do with, you know, we all choose the life that we're coming into, even animals. And so they're coming here to be teachers. And, you know, there are some that are maybe in not the best quality of life, but there are others that are living the really good life and they're happy. And I like reading that energy and reading, reading them. It's um, exactly because they are, they're here to teach us. And you just made me think of an experience I haven't thought about in years. So years ago when I was married to my ex-husband Keiko, you know, the free Willy, the movie Free yes. Willy, Keiko, yeah. the actual Keiko was at the Newport Aquarium in, um, in Newport, yeah. Oregon. And I was like, literally like obsessed with like just sitting and watching Keiko and just being in the presence of Keiko. I could just feel like such comfort and such downloads. Like literally I could have stayed there for hours, just being in the presence of this magnificence because that's what they want to share is those those downloads of information and and to be present too and then also at the zoos too like I try to not take pictures as much as I would like to take pictures it's sometimes the animals remind me like no it's about capturing the moment like be present with us learn from us be present with us because you lose that presence when you take that camera away because it takes take that camera up because it takes away from the moment yeah well and you know again just every time i've been to a zoo or aquarium and i'm really like i am really present with those animals but i but i also used to like study okay how their form and their function how are they living in their environment how how are they interacting with each other and we can learn just so much about animals just by observing, like truly observing them. Um, there's so much wisdom to gain. <laughs> yes, there is. There's so much wisdom. And I appreciate, too, that you see the learning that they offer there, too, because I know a lot of people are like, oh, my gosh, this and that. And it's like, well, take a step back. And they're, they're our biggest teachers. Like animals, like that's what they that's what they want to remind us of is to, you know, love each other and to learn and to embrace like the presence and the presence of the presence, not just like thinking that we're doing it. You know, it's like, it's yeah. actually like listening to listen, right? Like instead of like listening to just be like, okay, like, are you done talking now? It's like, they teach us to listen to truly listen. Right. So yes. That's yes. Well, I'm one of, you know, I have gotten, a little pushback, not 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 a lot, because I generally don't attract that. But on in my retreat, because the wild dolphin experience got taken off, I wanted people, the women, to have this interaction with the dolphins and how amazing they are, how much joy they have. And so we do have a dolphin captive experience near me that I've taken both of my retreat ladies, you know, the two different times too. And these dolphins, you know, from the external perspective, they're like, oh my God, it's such a tiny place. 
but these dolphins are so happy and they actually, they live longer in this captivity than they do out in the wild. And so like one of them, she's 50 years old. Wow. And she just has the most beautiful presence to her. And she's just like, yep, I'm here to teach and to share and give love. And, and because the lagoon is so shallow, you know, there are different species of dolphins and these are shallow species. Like they don't, they don't feel comfortable out in the deep water. And so, you know, the people that own this place, they are uh, veterinarians, they're marine mammal veterinarians. And so they know how to take care of the animals, you know, maybe different than some of the other places that people have experienced. And so what I would say for anyone watching that has judgment on that, you know, really tune in when you're experiencing the animals um, and like really feel their energy because some of the, a lot of them really are happy. That's their, they chose right for them in this life. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I love that. I'm just getting like goosebumps all over. And now you make me want to come and go on that dolphin experience with you. Cause that sounds amazing. That's like on my bucket list is to have a, a sacred experience with the dolphins. Cause man, that, oh, that would be amazing. Yeah. Well, it's wonderful. So just, we've got a couple of questions here. Number one, um, Emmy's asking, am I on Oahu? So actually, no, I am on the big island. Um, and that dolphin experience is at the Hilton Waikoloa Village. Um, so that's a different one than the one over on Oahu. And then, um, so Emmy's asking you, if you're doing a communication and you get a pain, is it always related to the animal? Ooh, I love that question. In the experiences I've had, it's always been the animal that's, that's showing me the pain. They're like, hey, my hip hurts or this. But mm -hmm. sometimes the animal will like actually show me something that's going on with their people. They're like, hey, I do this because my person is not spending enough time with me or my person is having anxiety at the moment. So sometimes physical things that they show us are actually sometimes things going on with us. And then also too, a reminder, I don't know why this is coming to me right now, but sometimes if your animal is um, exhibiting like kind of a behavior that you may think of as aggressive and that's different that you don't understand. Look at like what's changed in the environment and look to see if they're in pain. Because sometimes if an animal is in pain, they might show like a different part of themselves that's not there. I don't know how that came from that question, but it did. So sometimes it's just, it, it, they, you know, they might be experiencing something that is, that's going on with them. And sometimes that's the way that they show us because it's like, hey, maybe that's how we'll pay attention, right? So, yeah. okay, that's I love this beautiful nuggets of information, and so that that actually makes me think of my my cat that I had before we had Bindi Chana and Raja, which is her name was um, Masala, and she started getting this really bad skin condition, and what was interesting is that I also had recurring um, butate psoriasis issues at the time. And so I don't, like, do pets pick up on our ailments and express them? Or can they be independent? Like, what are, yeah. when animals get ailments like that? 
I believe that like sometimes they can pick up on and take on stuff for us. And then sometimes they show us stuff that we need to take care of that's going on with us. And they have a way of showing us with something that's going on with them, right? Like two examples, my dog Luna, she used to get these lick sores on her, on her leg. And I you know, tried this, tried that, tried this diet, tried this. And then when I realized like, like, okay, it's the diet, but then it's also anxiety that I was having. She was like showing me my anxiety through her licking. I'm like, Oh, yeah. amazing. And then sometimes They'll show us something that's going on with us that we take care of for them. And I just had this experience recently. So I had this like little bump on my chest, right? And it was like kind of starting to like kind of grow weird and it kind of had like a weird odor. It was like, ooh, what's going on? And one of my dogs, Nugget, just kept sniffing and sniffing and sniffing and sniffing at it. So I'm like, okay, I'm like I know I need to get this checked, but I'm really scared to get it checked out because like, what if it's cancer? What if it's this? You know, I like Dr. Google is not right in these situations, right? <laughs> not right. So I like went and got it checked out, but it was my nugget that prompted me to get it checked out. And when I went to the dermatologist, he says, oh, it's a, a pyogenetic, pyogenomic or pyogenic granuloma. So all they did is just, they just shaved it off. They did the biopsy of it. And that's all it was, was that like just the, the, the cluster of that. But here I had to have my dog help me to do that for myself because I wouldn't do it for myself, but I would do it for her. So isn't that well, that's very interesting because actually same thing, like, well, related is I was able to leave a highly toxic relationship with ex-husband number one because of my daughter. I couldn't do it for myself, but I had to do it for her. Right. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Like, it's just sometimes we need that little extra help and, you know, it's like, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now that I have this taken care of, I feel so much better. And now Nugget's not really sniffing it. She has checked a couple of times. She's like, okay, it's not there anymore. I'm like, it's good. I'm like, it's good. I kept telling her, I was like, mama's going to get it taken care of. It's good. It's good. So, you know, and, and how beautiful you're able to do that for your daughter too. Because it's just, it's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, we're still dealing with, yeah. yeah. There's a lot going on there still from that, even though it was 16 years ago. <laughs> Yeah. At least, you know, I have, I've shown her a different way to live life. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. I, I want to run something by you because okay. a couple nights ago, um, we had just gotten back from um, a, a party, a housewarming party for a friend. And I just, we, Skip and I were talking and Jax was there with us. And I just, we were talking about Pomeranians because he was, he was saying, um, Skip, my husband, he was saying, okay, well, Pomeranians, they, you know, they come generally from like that Northern European region. They like snow and cold. And cause he's like, you know, he's not really built for Hawaii. So we have to keep him with his Kona cut. <laughs> but, um, and so then I just had this image of Jack's being with the elves. So the elves in Northern Europe and, and being like, he, he's their sled dog, but he's also their protector and he's giant compared to them because, you know, in, in real life, you know, he's small to yeah. us, but if you're an elf, well, he's probably really giant. And anyway, I had this, I, so then I asked him, I was like, Jax, 
do you, are you a guard dog? And you, you pull the elves and their sled and he just got so excited. <laughs> like he was wagging his tail and he, he was like, you, mom, you see me, you know, like one of my other lives. And so, cause one of the things that I've talked about on the show before, we have parallel lives that we're living. All timelines exist simultaneously. So we are not just this earth life as humans. We are so many things for everything. And animals, I believe, have that same experience, right? Because they are sentient beings. They have souls. And so what's your what's your hit on Jax as the elf dog? Oh my gosh, I love that. And yes, to the parallel lives. You know, he just showed me, he showed me himself in this like red and white, like candy cane sweater. He showed me like this red and white candy cane sweater. And then he's like, I'm bigger. He's like, I portray myself bigger here. And he showed me like a Norwegian elk hound. Like he's like, I'm he's like, oh, I've got a big presence. And he's like, boop, boop, boop. and he's like, the snow. I love the like fluff up the snow and and all of that he's like he's like yes he's like i do have that parallel life but it's interesting as your husband skip was talking about the um as you're saying he was talking about no oh, he's not built for this weather in hawaii he's like have me go like this like want to turn my head like what are you talking about like what are you talking about i wasn't built for this life he's like i am a dog that was built for this hawaii he's like i like it he's like i like the land and the like the the lava-like land. He says, I like the lava-like land and the lava-like rocks, you know, kind of the, the terrain of Hawaii. He's like, I was built for this. He's like, I got good stuff in Hawaii, but he's showing me, he's like, oh, I like that, like, snow, too. He's like, he's like, yes, I do. He's like, yes, I do. And he's like, I can't guard here because Chana won't let me, but, you know, it's okay. <laughs> it's true. Well, and he, I mean, I feel like since he he's moved here, he's become more cat-like. So he he hunts geckos with the cats. <laughs> like the funniest thing, I mean, and you know, I don't want them killing the geckos, but we do, you know, they're cats and can't really stop them from that. But, you know, there was one night where there was one that had run underneath our side table and the, the two cats were here and here. And then Jax was here. Like they were all gathered around the table because they were going to get this gecko together. <laughs> oh my goodness. They were like, we're going to get it. Jax was saying, hey, he's like, hold back. He's like, you be my bookends. I got this. He's like, I got this. He's like, I got this. Yeah. <laughs> like, anyway. he, and so they're, again, they're just all very happy to be here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? You just made me think of something really important too, is like when we're happy, our animals are happy, right? Like that's the thing is they always want to us to remember our happiness, you know, because sometimes people might be like, oh, I don't have enough time for them. I don't have this there. You know, they just want us to be happy and they don't, they just want us to treasure the time we do have with them. They don't, you know, care that we go for eight hours of work a day. If we have like a standard job, they're like, they want to be there when we come home and be there for us. And they just treasure all the time that they get with us, whatever time that is, right? They love that. Yeah. I I think a lot of people need to hear that because some people, some, you know, animal um, parents might have guilt of leaving their pets, you know, when they go to work or they go to dinner or a party or something at night. Um, and it's, I, what I've learned over the years, it's similar to children, you know, ultimately we need to be really happy and, and have joy in our lives. 
and if we have healthy relationships and and happiness joy then our kids are going to be fine yes. right <laughs> absolutely yeah because that's important it's so important yeah yeah so okay i would love to know what it first inspired you to write your book let's talk about your book yes oh my goodness yeah what inspired me is Luna inspired me. So, you know, I had kind of thought about writing a book when Luna was alive, but it wasn't the right time because the story wasn't complete. There was more that she wanted to share. And I just wanted to share with people just the wisdom that I gained from her. And then some of the like experiences that I went with her through her with her through that were like, oh my gosh, like this dog did what she did, what I wanted to show people the wisdom that could be gained from that experience and what the wisdom was that she taught me in that experience. And I wanted to show people like that connection that they have with their animals that a lot of people don't realize, like we have a connection stronger with sometimes the animals in our life and the, than the people. And she was really, truly the greatest love of my life and really the best relationship I've ever had. And I wanted people to know they're not alone when the feelings they have with the experiences with their pets. And then when they lose their pets, like that they're, they're not alone. Cause I feel like there's such a stigma, like, Oh, it's just a dog. It's just a cat. It's just a horse or whatever, but it's there. There's that presence of that, of that being of them. And I wanted to share with people the, the story and the wisdom. And Luna actually helped me to write that book. Cause I just kind of wrote down different stories that I wanted to share. And I just took pen to paper and just kind of helped, you know, with meshing it all together. She helped with all of that. And I just wanted to share all that with people. Cause I feel like that's important because we have such that connection with the animals in our life. Right. It's yeah. huge. So can you give us just maybe one piece of wisdom that you learned from her? Since there's so much that you gain, but just there's like so much. Okay. So she, this is what she's having me do right now. Oh, wait. Okay. Wait. Oh, wait. Okay. I'm like, let me see. I'm going to flip to a page in here. Okay. Let's see here. Nope. That's not the page. Okay. What is the page? Okay. This is, let's see. Okay. Here we go. This is the page. So this is a little excerpt. I share these stories with you to show the different ways animals are always communicating with us and that sometimes the way they communicate is not always seems tune in and explore animal communication the more we can op be open to hearing what animals want to communicate with us love it so that's yeah so it's like there's different things and there's just little there's like the wisdoms that she oh, just helped me to discover and I, I'm still working on kind of going through the book and I want to create a card deck with all the all the wisdom so then people can just flip yeah. through that to kind of get what they need for the day so yeah I love that well and you know I love my card decks <laughs> so yes. creating my card decks and I think that they can be a very powerful tool for people to use so I would I can't wait till your card deck gets created. And yes, me too. And I have to say, you have actually been a big inspiration to me wanting to create that card deck. Cause I was like, well, I want to create something in, you know, collaboration with the book. So I'm still going to work on that. I'm soaking in the book being out there first. Cause it just came out in March. And as, as I hold it up, it doesn't even seem real. It's like, Oh wow. It's like, I, I have this book. It's like, Whoa. It's like, right. Whoa. It's sure. like, I have this book. It's like, it just, it, it's exactly 
how I pictured it with the cover because this is actually an actual picture of Luna and they yeah. kind of changed the background of the of the the colors and it's exactly like how I imagine it. And then this is the back. And one of my favorite things about the back cover, I don't know if you can see, there's a picture of me and Luna, but in the background here, there's like an image of her. Oh, um, and then the butterfly, I always love butterflies. But the reason I put the image of her on the back like that is I wanted people to know that their presence is always there with us whether they're physically with us, whether they're not. So they can be in spirit and their presence can be with us and they can be still with us and their presence is with us. They're always there to help us. Okay. Well, and I think um, that's that's a really good message for people to hear because people always wonder that about their past loved ones of like humans and they're always with us too. Um, you know, Skip's mom, she passed away when he was 23. She's always around always <laughs> well and sometimes and it's interesting you bring that because one thing luna reminded me of is even though she's not physically with me like her presence sometimes is more with me now than it was there because she doesn't have the physical limitations of the earthly plane okay and so what would be so if if an animal like a really treasured animal is in spirit now um is that type of communication different than one that's physically present with you? Yeah, because what when they are not physically present, like you can feel it come from a different level. It feels more like etheric, you know, it's just from like kind of a, a different realm. You can just feel it's like it's almost like lighter, if that makes sense. Like sometimes it's like a lighter kind of feeling. Okay. One being that they are coming from that higher perspective probably the messages are a little bit different or a little more higher perspective than the ones that are living in physical form. Exactly. Yes. And what's interesting though, is sometimes the ones that are getting ready to transition, sometimes those messages are deeper, which okay. is really interesting, but that's because they're kind of like already kind of in that veil state kind of like yeah. kind of in that presence. Yeah. Interesting. Well, so I do in my in my newest book and in my new deck, one of one of the techniques of learning how to communicate with other dimensional beings is actually practicing animal communication. I love that. How cool is that? Because if we can learn to like receive messages, you know, like you do, like knowing or or get the clear audience, get the clairvoyance. And we can send messages back and know that our animals are receiving those messages. Then that is how, in, in my experience, how most other higher dimensional beings communicate is telepathy, right? Yes, it's not exactly. whole communication. And so, um, so I would, you know, so I talk about the method that I learned in the class, but I'm not, a, I, I do not do it for a living. I'm not a professional. I've just practiced, you know, with, my own animals and actually with the fish in the water when I go snorkeling, I, love I that. communicate with them and the manta rays. I like every time I've been out with the manta rays um, and the dolphins, the elephants in Thailand, like I'm just always working on sending love and communicating with them. And so can you, and, and it takes practice obviously, but I would love for you to just give a very quick, um, description of a way that people could actually communicate because yes. than what I 
talk about in the book because there are probably yes. ways to do this. I yeah. love that. So one of the easiest ways I like to show people is like, you know, just kind of shake your hands, shake your feet. And then what I love to have people do is just like close their eyes and just kind of put your both hands or one hand on your heart and just close your eyes and just uh, tune into that animal that you're wanting to communicate with and get a message uh, from because what animal communication is it's not about like the necessarily like mind to mind communication it's about the heart to heart connection and yeah. the heart to heart communication so if you kind of close your eyes and connect with your heart and get out of your head it can help you to be more open to receive more messages because when we're too much in our head that's yeah. when it's hard and what's interesting is me doing the animal communication like i'm still like a person that's a lot in my head but doing the animal communication is like a moment where the animals are like no 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 be in your heart be in your heart be in your heart i love that well and that's actually yeah sending that energy heart to heart that's actually um how i communicate with my galactics as well because the I mean, the universal language is love. And so when we really come from our heart space, um, that's where the real communication happens. <laughs> so Absolutely. It's so true. Absolutely. Yep. I love that. And I just want to show my um, the communication card. Ooh, it's, <gasps> it's got a dog and a person that hearts. Oh, that is so pretty. I love the light waves around it and the like the hearts, the way they're connected. That's beautiful. And so that's today's card poll since in honor of you being actually on. Oh, yay. I love that. So, okay. So Emmy has a question of if you've had several animals, how can you tell what animal that has passed is with you? Ooh, I love that. So they make their, what they're showing me is they just make their presence known to you. You just know like, okay, it's not Sasha. It's, you know, Tasha, right? You just, you can feel the presence because if you kind of like close your eyes for a moment and just connect with that heart, they're like, okay, just connect and you'll know, and just go with that first gut instinct of what you feel and who it is and sometimes if you have more than one animal that's passed sometimes they can kind of come together as a group they're like okay i'm here oh i'm waiting in line here i'm waiting in line here you know they could be waiting in line and what they're showing me for you emmy is there's like a line of these hamsters like oh no i'm here no i want to be first so they're showing me you know just tune into which one is in the moment like that first thought that comes to you because i think sometimes what happens is we try to kind of like overanalyze it and figure it out. And if we just kind of let it flow, be like, oh, this is who it is, right? Without having to like really think about it too much. You mm -hmm. just know, you just know, and you can just feel it. Yeah. I, yeah, I think people, they, especially if people are logical, they, they might have a thought come in, but then they judge that thought. And so then they're trying to like logic it. So, yeah. yeah. I love that. Go with that first thing. Yes. <laughs> so what? It, okay. So since you, since Emmy has the hamsters, so what is the energy of the hamsters? Like compared to, again, we've had the cats, the dogs, the horses, the dolphins that we've talked about. Yeah. The hamsters, they're just like, hey, we're just here. We're just having fun. That's their energy. They're like, hey, we're just over here. We're just doing our thing. We're not, we're not in a hurry. That's what they're showing me. It's like, we're not in a hurry. We're just like doing our thing. We're like, we're going to go over here and do this. We're going to go over here and do this. They're just like, we're just, 
in that like space of like, yeah, we're like in that like space of, they don't want to say nothingness, but just that space of like, oh, hey, this is what we're going to do. Okay. And how about the snake? You had mentioned the snake earlier. Ooh, so the snake, oh, they're all about like the, the healing. Like that's, that's, that's what I get from the snake. And then this snake that I communicated with was it's all about like, who like taking a breath like they help with like the the breath too so it's like snakes like breath and healing break breath and healing breath and healing and like shed away what's no longer what's no longer serving us and then also to this snake i'm remembering when they found um her she was like kind of curled up in a ball and the snakes are about reminding us too to kind of like take those sacred moments like sometimes we stretch out and sometimes it's okay to like kind of like hunker down and curl up to give ourselves time to kind of like recharge and regenerate i love that so okay so my best friend she is, her biggest fear is snakes like so much so that even she'll be out in the garden or with her daughter and there's a little gardener snake, garter snake. And if they're, if knowing that they're not dangerous, but she will push her daughter away and run. Like she is just, she is so fearful. And so what for people that have this extreme um, fear of certain animals, is there any kind of wisdom that you could share? Yeah, so sometimes it could be sometimes they're showing us something in ourselves that we don't want to see or we don't want to expand on right so sometimes it could be like they're showing us something that like we're actually pushing away so i have like a confession and you're gonna be like what so me like i love birds but sometimes the way they like flutter their wings and stuff like oh my gosh like it freaks me out so i'm like oh my gosh i'm like oh my gosh so it's like if i tune into that deeper like look when they're expanding their wings, they're expanding, right? And they're, you know, like being free with that, right? So it's like, there, it's like that fear could be a reminder for me that like, hey, I can be more free and expand more than I think I can expand. And what I get with the snake, your friend is it's like your friend has more healing inside of her that she doesn't realize. And she needs to give herself more of that time in the garden instead of trying to push herself out of the garden sometimes like give herself that time. Cause I feel like the snake is like, Hey, why doesn't she feel like she can have more of this time in the garden? She loves it. Like, like, why is she letting us push her away? Okay. Why? Well, I, I appreciate that. Cause speaking of birds, my daughter, she has this really strange fear of birds, like all birds. And I don't know where it came from. And it, you know, it could be past life related or it could be, or like parallel life related, but it also could be like what you're saying is, it's a representation of that expansion. Yeah. And she's also afraid of the snakes too. <laughs> My Interesting. So it's like her own healing and expansion is what I just got. Mm. Healing mm. expansion and expanding to heal. Yes. And Skip's biggest fear, which is funny because um, I make him overcome this all the time, sharks. Sharks. So I was just seeing something with fish. I was like, fish. I was like, why is he afraid of fish? But then you're like, shark, because the shark is showing me, I'm just a big fish. The shark is like, I'm just a big fish. It's like, you're afraid of me. Then that's going to amplify the fear, right? Because what, what amplifies fear? Fear. What helps to conquer fear is love. Love is greater than fear. So it's like, that's because the sharks are like, hey, they're like, come on, buddy. Yeah, I know. Well, and you know, we, 
we have sharks here and we do have some bitey, bitey sharks, <laughs> but not like Maui. Maui has the, mo the most um, sharks around the island compared yeah. to the islands. You're like, no, you're like, it's okay. I'm just being shown like a hammerhead or a bottleneck shark. They're like, we just want to be his friend. So it's like, they're showing me like a hammerhead or a bottleneck shark. They're like, hey, we're good. We're little, the little sharks. We're like the little sharky fish. Yeah. Oh, we have some tigers too, though tiger sharks but, oh okay <laughs> but they you know they they stay out in the, the deeper water and but the thing, just... yeah and the thing too is like they pick up on those projections that we send out so if you have like maybe you know if you're like oh my gosh why did the raccoons keep getting into my things or this or that if we just kind of show them like hey you know, go over here and show them that instead. And like those sharks be like, okay, you're over here in your space. I'm over here. If we can like respect each other's space and boundaries, that can help too. So like when you're out there would that yeah. can help as well. Okay. So. I, I think that's really wise. <laughs> I love that. Okay. So what has been your most profound experience with communicating with animals? Oh my gosh, my most profound experience, I would say, oh my gosh, there's just been so many, but I would say probably my most profound experience was when um, Luna, when I got her cancer diagnosis and how like, I just like, I knew, but then when I got the official thing, I was just was, like on my knees and, and crying and she was right there in the distance and she kind of helped to calm my spirit. So that was and let me know, like, it's okay, it's okay. And she channeled like this beautiful message to me. And it's actually in my book, the message that um, she channeled to me. So that was like, a, like a beautifully profound experience, because she helped me like, you know, yeah, awesome. accept that as hard as it was. Yeah. Well, and I know, again, yeah, when our pets get sick, and they're on the verge of death, or, you know, there's something that has to happen where we have to put them down, or they get hit by cars or whatever. Like, I mean, some people react differently. But yeah, I just, I love that she, she gave you the, the comfort that you needed, even though she was the one going through it. Right? I know. Isn't that interesting? That's just, our animals are so amazing like that. They're just amazing. They are. So we are now running out of time, but I just, so tell people how you work with them because you can work with people all over the world, right? I'm assuming they have to be physically in Vancouver to come see you. Yes. Yeah. So I do sessions over the phone on zoom. And then if they're in person, I'll do in person. And I do, um, 30, 60 minute and 90 minute sessions, usually like 30 or 60 minutes is perfect. And I do that for the animal communication. And then I also have this thing, it's called an animal wisdom oracle session where I pick some cards for people. It's a half hour session. And then I tune into what animal is working with them at the moment and what guidance that animal is offering them. And that's really, that's really fun. And then I do energy healing with pets too. And then also too, on my personal Facebook, my business Facebook, and on YouTube every Sunday night at seven o'clock Pacific Standard Time. I do free live little just uh, quick insight animal communication uh, readings just to kind of give people a taste of like what it's like. And I love to build that sense of community. And that's, that's really fun. So yeah. So we're on Facebook. Can they find you then? 
Um, so they can find me on my business page is under Shauna Marie Fisher. Okay, which and you've got it on the website. Yep. But yeah. make sure if you are listening to the podcast instead of watching the video, it's S H A W N A M A R I E F I S C H E R. Yes, <laughs> so. right. Everybody always misses the C. It's like that C kind of. Yeah, there. Yeah, and Shauna could be spelled a couple different ways. As yes, well. that's right. It should be spelled U N A, which I know yeah. some people that spell it that way. So I, yeah. I have a friend here on island that spells it that way. So just to make it clear, Shauna Marie Fisher with a W and with the C added it to Fisher. <laughs> I love it. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, so thank you so much for being here, Shauna. And I think that um, people listening or watching this will really get a lot out of it. Um, and there's so much that can be applied in their own lives, whether they have pets or they're out in nature and experiencing animals. And, you know, again, for me, learning how to communicate with animals, with plants, with crystals. They all have messages for us. We can talk to them, they can talk to us, and it expands our ability to then also be able to communicate with higher dimensional beings, whether it's fairies, angels, extraterrestrials, and ultimately um, connect us to source and really come from that place of love. Yes. Oh, I love all of that. Yes, yes, yes. And thank you so much for having me on. And I'm so grateful for everybody that was here live and that listens to the podcast. And this is such yeah. a fun conversation. Oh, so cool. I know. I love it. So, um, and for those again, who want to um, connect with me, my website, drlisajthompson.com or mysticmanta.com. And then our UFO tours is bigislandufotours.com. So I appreciate you all being here and I will see you next time or you'll hear me next time. <laughs> Aloha.